All right, let's go. So hello, hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. Thank you all so much for being here. Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Immigrant Live. We're live, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe it? All right, thank you for tuning in. My name's Otis Landerholm. I'm the founding attorney here at Landerholm Immigration, APC, where we fight for your American dream. Thank you for being here. Today we're talking about asylum law. I want to give you my asylum update for 2024. Um, we're filming this. It's the uh, 18th of January right now of 2024. And so welcome. Thank you all so much for being here. Remember, the Empowered Immigrant Live is here to train, teach, inspire, and empower immigrants to make the most out of immigration laws and to make the most out of their lives. All right. Today, our theme is the asylum update for 2024. Asylum matters. All right. Everybody, everybody's aware of that. Asylum means protection. It's like people are fleeing for their lives from violence, from persecution, from horrible things that are happening in many countries in this world. And sometimes asylum is like the law, right? It's like the thing that gives and grants some kind of humanitarian protection for people who are fleeing for their lives, all right? And so um, there are immigration judges who describe asylum cases as death penalty cases heard in a traffic court setting, all right? That's a uh, quote from immigration judge Dana Marks. Um, but it's like, you know, asylum cases are serious, and often life is at stake. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about asylum law, and thank you for tuning in. Do you, my question for everybody, right, is like, do you want to get a green card this year in 2024? Do you want to win asylum this year in 2024? Do you want to see at least what your options are? What strategies might be available for you? You know, do you want to explore whether or not there's a way to fix your immigration situation? Because if so, go for it. And I'd love to help you with that. My firm is on a mission to win 10,000 cases in the next 10 years, and we would love for your case to be one of them. Okay, so, uh, so um, I'm going to get into it. I always like to start, this is the Empowered Immigrant Live, right? Uh, I'm going to start with an empowerment tip because I, I, I love doing that. Today I want to talk briefly about relationships, okay? Um, divorce affects immigration cases, and it affects everything. All right, happiness, health, finances, stress, well-being. Did I say finances? It affects everything. All right, my, my, uh, when my parents got divorced, it affected me. All right? And when, um, you know, my brother now is a divorce attorney, right? And so he helps people navigate that. Um, and uh, it's nice having... Him and I, you know, we're both attorneys. We both run our own firms. And so, you know, we talk, uh, you know, about, about things. But I just can't emphasize enough, right? If you're in a relationship that you value, really do value it. Keep your relationship alive. Tend to it, right? Treat your relationship 
as the most important thing in your life. Do not take your relationships for granted. Don't take love for granted. If someone loves you, right, like, tr like value that, all right? And then what happens? Oh, but I don't feel the love that we used to feel anymore. No, all right, no. Don't think of love as some feeling that's out there. Think of love as a verb that you bring, that you do. All right, you bring the love. You generate the love for the other person. You give the love to the other person, and that's what has you feel it. It's not just some feeling out there, okay? It's an action. It's a doing. And so if you're in a relationship with your husband, wife, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, and if it's not really where you want it to be, please, you know, Instead of looking and blaming and looking at the other person, please instead look at yourself, all right, and see where can you give more love to your relationship. And that's my empowerment tip for today. All right, I hope it's useful, hope it's helpful. And, um, and just to clarify, I'm not saying that you should tolerate a toxic relationship. Like, please don't. Um, please d don't hear that in what I'm saying, all right? If you're in a toxic relationship where you're being abused or it's unhealthy, then please don't, you know, don't try to hang on to that by giving more love, etc. I'm just saying that if you're in a healthy relationship where love seems to have diminished, which sometimes happens, you know, and, and often we might point to the demands or the strain of everyday life, etc., like, don't let stress and the everyday life things, the routine, diminish the, the, the emphasis that you put on your relationships because they make all the difference in the world. Okay? That's what I got for today. Um, now I want to talk about asylum law. So we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about asylum law. All right? So pop quiz. I like to give pop quizzes to my legal team. So, pop quiz, what are the five grounds for asylum? You know, when you, when you file an asylum application, you've got to show you've got a well-founded fear of persecution on account of one of five things. What are those five things? Who knows? Do you know? All right. Listen to them newly. Maybe you've heard this before. But when you file for asylum, you've got to show, in order to win at least, You've got to show that you have a well-founded fear of persecution on account of one of these five things. What are these five things? They are your race, your religion, your nationality, your political opinion, or your quote-unquote membership in a particular social group. What are the five grounds, everybody? They are your race, religion, nationality, political opinion, or your membership in a particular social group. What are the five grounds again, everybody? They are your race, religion, nationality, political opinion, or your membership in a particular social group. Okay, got it? That is like mission critical. You can't just say, I wish you could. 
all right? You can't just say, look, my life is in danger. People are threatening to kill me, all right? If you just say that, the judge will see it, the officer will see it, and they'll say, okay, I'm really sorry you're in that situation, but unfortunately, I've got to deny your case. Denied, now we're going to order your deportation. But wait, my life is in danger in my country. Yeah, but you got to show why. You got to explain and demonstrate and prove why your life is in danger in your country. And it's got to be on account of your race, your religion, your nationality, your political opinion, or your quote-unquote membership in a particular social group. Okay? So one of the things that always comes up, right? If, if the bad guys aren't targeting you because of your race or your religion or your nationality or your politics, then it, all, it almost always, it so often comes up. Like, what is that last one? Particular social group, what the heck is that? And that's a conundrum. That is a challenge. That is a, it is a legal ambiguity in the law, which gives rise to a lot of cases, gives rise to the need for lawyers, and it's like you, you have the ability to argue it. You can say, hey, wait a second, my case, these facts, this situation should qualify for asylum under the particular social group category because of X, Y, and Z. Got it? So I want to look at that one specifically with you as part of my conversation here today. And then we'll get into questions. Alec B., I see you're asking some questions. I love it. If anybody else has some questions as I'm talking, please send them in. I'll get to them. I'd, I'd love to do that. All right? So, um, so, what, so to have a particular social group, what do we have to show? All right? We've got to show that the group, there's three requirements, and, and what I'm talking about is Ninth Circuit law. Uh, these are similarly described in other circuits as well, but I, I'm practicing in California, so we'll stick with this. But if you are in a different part of the country, hey, we can help you with that. We can help you analyze that. But different cases analyze this differently, okay? And this is part of the way the legal system works. So the basics is, to have a particular social group, you've got to show that the group that you're describing is number one, it's three requirements. Number one, it's composed of members who share a common immutable characteristic. Common immutable characteristic that define the group, all right? Two, it's got to be defined with quote unquote particularity. You've got to be able to say, some people belong to that group, some people don't, okay? And three, you've got to be able to show that that group is, in fact, socially distinct within the society in question, within the country in question. And, and you've got to, like, you've got to, the right way to do it is you want to brief, you want to have written legal arguments explaining how the group that you are a member of is a quote-unquote particular social group for the purposes of asylum. Let me give you some examples that have been decided recently in cases. Okay? So think about this. There was an argument 
that the group Young Salvadorians who have refused gang recruitment for personal, religious, or moral reasons. All right? That was an attempted particular social group. And in the case matter of WGR, it was decided that that, ki- that that social group did not work. It was not particular. That case lost, and a deportation order was issued. Okay? Similarly, the, part- the particular social group, persons resistant to gang activity, was denied, saying it lacks particularity. Okay? But now think about this one, all right? Married women in Guatemala who are unable to leave their relationship. Married women in Guatemala who are unable, who are trapped in a very abusive relationship. Doesn't include the word abusive in the social group. So that group of people that was found as a possible PSG, a a possible particular social group, and that's the matter of ARCG, all right? That case was later overturned under the Trump administration in a case called the matter of AB. It was then reinstated by the Biden administration in 2021, and then in 2022, it was overturned by one of the circuit courts. It was overturned by the Fifth Circuit in the case Lopez Perez versus Garland, Domestic violence cases are, are, are not straightforward. Gang cases are not straightforward. And this is why. Okay? So that's particular social group. Now, what are some other examples of things that have worked? Family. If you're being persecuted because of, your, of, if, of who your family is, that's a possible that in some situations that can work. Casts. I won't get too much into that, but if you're from India, for example, and if you're being targeted because of your caste, that can work in some situations. Association members in some contexts, LGBTQ, sexual orientation, right, can possibly work in some contexts. Mental illness can work as a social group in some contexts. HIV, AIDS, all right, can, can be a social group. People who are HIV positive can be seen as a social group in certain societies and can be targeted for persecution based on that. All right? Land ownership. People who own land can be mistreated treated or abused or persecuted in certain parts of the world. In certain contexts, that can qualify as a particular social group. In, and more, right? And more. It's like we can, we can think about it. We can brainstorm it. We can get creative about it. We can put the arguments forward in front of the judge and demonstrate and show and argue and explain why they should find that the particular social group that you belong to should count under asylum law. Okay? That's the way it works. That's the way it works. So just thinking all that through, right? What's the big picture for asylum cases right now, 2024? Well, there's 3 million cases right now in the immigration court backlog. Okay, so they're moving slowly. 
There's over 100,000 cases that are in the backlogs at the asylum office. So asylum cases are taking a long time. All right. And we've got an election in November and asylum laws are at stake. Okay. The, administ the Trump administration did and will do what they can to make asylum laws as difficult as possible for people. All right. In the last Trump administration, they created the Remain in Mexico program. They passed all kinds of executive orders. They changed regulations, minimizing, restricting, making it as difficult as possible to seek asylum. All right. Hopefully we don't have to deal with that, depending on how the results of the November election come down. Okay. But it's like that is what's at stake, everybody. So, um, so that's my update for today. I hope that's useful. I hope that's helpful. I see um, Alec B. Thank you so much for being here. I see you've got a question. I want to go through that question, and um, and maybe you know maybe there's more to do offline here for you. And then I don't see that any other questions have come in, which is fine. All right. So Alec B. Your question is: Hey, I have a question about my friend's asylum situation. He entered via port of entry, asked for asylum. Later, he was paroled in, given form 220 with a form release on his own recognizance. Good. Does he have to respond within a certain time period or just wait until the Department of Homeland Security will contact him? Okay, let's answer that first. Okay. Everyone, everyone who's arriving to the United States, you must file asylum within one year of your entry. All right, we call it the one-year bar. If you file late, your case will be barred. You will not be eligible. All asylum cases after 1996, when the law was, when IRA-IRA, immigration, Illegal Immigration Reform, Immigrant Responsibility Act, was passed under the Clinton administration in 1996. After that date, every person who's seeking asylum must file their case within one year of entry. There are a few exceptions which I'm not going to get into right now, but your, the answer to your question, Alec B., is yeah, he's got to file his case within one year, okay? Whether or not Department of Homeland Security has contacted him, whether or not his case has been uh, scheduled for a hearing in immigration court, okay? He's got to do that. Um, and so, yeah, he's, if he's looking to retain an attorney, hey, please give us please give us a call, please give him our number, whatever, let us know what his number is, we'd love to get in touch with him. He's currently in Seattle. Hey, I've won cases in Washington State. Um, I'm originally from Washington State, fun fact. Um, our office is in the San Francisco Bay Area, but we do have asylum cases all over the country. So we'd love to help you no matter where you're located, okay? Um, and Seattle's a great place, so I'd love to help him if he's in Seattle. All right? It's that you say here that he has a credible fear of going back to his own country. Good. So he's won his credible fear interview. Very good. And so let's take it one step at a time, and we'd love to, we'd love to help him out. Okay? So uh, as always, we would start with a consultation, then understand the case in more detail, and then talk about next steps. So that's it, everybody. I hope this is useful. I hope this is helpful. Um, you know, if it was useful, please go to our channel in YouTube and please subscribe to our channel in YouTube. When you do that, I recommend everybody hitting the notifications bell because you've got to, uh, I mean, you don't have to, right? But if it's useful and if you want, 
You can hit the notifications bell and you can get notifi notified whenever we submit a new video with new legal updates, news, etc. Um, and as always, if you have an immigration case, please give us a call. We are here to help. We would love to help. Okay? So thanks a lot. I really appreciate your being here. My name is Otis Landerholm. This is the Empowered Immigrant Live. And uh, so thank you so much for, for joining us. And, uh, and yeah, um, uh, make it a great day. Make it a great week. And we'll see you on our next episode of the Empowered Immigrant Live. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye.